Welcome to Dream Big with Big Dreamers, conversations for career growth, inspiration, and insight, hosted by Donna Sardula and yours truly, Scott Jones. Here are the inspiring stories that shape the careers of top executives, entrepreneurs, and professionals. These empowering discussions offer guidance and advice as you advance in your career. It's time to dream big. Welcome to Dream Big with Big Dreamers, conversations for career growth, inspiration, and insight. Here are the inspiring stories that shape the careers of top executives, entrepreneurs, and professionals. These empowering discussions offer guidance and advice as you advance in your career. It's time to dream big. Hey, Scott, you know, it's, it's, it's the new year, and I'm curious, uh, do you, are you one of those people that do New Year's resolutions? I do not. I am. I am. I am resolute against resolutions. <laughs> I. I. I do resolutions, and in fact, um, every year I would put together my list of resolutions, and then the following year I would see how well I did, and it was almost embarrassing how I was like just never really hitting. <laughs> I was never taking those things off. But the scariest thing was like 10 years later, I went back and I revisited it, all my resolutions. And Scott, they were like exactly the same year after year after year. And that was like this huge, like eye-opening experience. Like, <gasps> I think I'm, <laughs> I think I need help. Yeah, the thing that I don't like about resolutions is I just think psychologically we're we're creatures of desire. Like I I can I think if Saint Augustine and Frederick Nietzsche agree on anything, it has to be true. And I think what they both agree is that we're motivated primarily by desire. And so if you try to have these external things that I'm going to do this, unless you, I'm more for like new loves, right? Like you know the times in my life where I've I've most of my life I've worked out like five to six days a week. I did it because I loved the feeling, right? I did. I I learned to love the feeling, of, and so like, in general, I think that our changes in our lives will come by what we love, right? And so I think when we have new desires, so this is the problem with resolutions. I think unless you have a good mechanism to make them loves and make them yearnings, and you you, so you want to change, you 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 desire like a certain kind of food, you desire a certain kind of. So I'm sort of more of an internal to out external than external to internal. Um, you know, if you, I think you you have to change the things you want in order to change the things you do. Hmm. I, but that's probably wacky. I don't know. Cause a lot of people that make resolutions and seem to do just fine. So (laughs) I, I guess, but that's, that's really it. What kind of resolutions are you making? Are they simple little ones? Like I want to travel more or is it that, you know, I want to lose 500 pounds. I guess it all really depends upon exactly what that resolution is. But I will tell you this, we have a guest today um, and his name is Eric. Eric, I didn't ask how to pronounce your last name. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. I'm thinking it's Bartosz. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very close. It's Bartos. Bartos, Bartos. Okay. Our guest today is Eric Bartos, and he's the founder of Bar 40 and author of Bar 40, Achieving Personal Excellence. Bar 40 is a 52-week program designed to help anyone reach their peak potential and achieve the goals they consider to be the top priorities in their life. Key components include diet modification, a customized fitness program, and personal accountability techniques to help you live your ultimate year according to what that means to you. So Eric, welcome so welcome to our program. 
Thank you, Donna. And thank you, Scott. Great to be here. Great to have you. You know, what I find really fascinating is one of the first things I always do is I like to check out people's LinkedIn profiles. And Bar 40 isn't your only focus. You are also the U.S. Director of Business Development at ContraVision. And you are a firefighter. And you sit on the board of directors for Big Brothers, Big Sisters of the Lehigh Valley. Like, <laughs> do you ever like just take a nap? Every now and then? <laughs> That's that the napping is not on my LinkedIn profile. But uh, thank you, Donna. You're you're the LinkedIn expert. I've uh, I've I've been a fan of your LinkedIn work for years. So you looking at my LinkedIn profile and uh, and not just giving it a C minus and um, red ink. I, I appreciate that. But yeah, it is it is a it's a very full but fulfilling. Uh, life here on this side, no doubt. Yeah, it's it's you're, you're, you do a lot, but is it is it the principles of Bar Forty that that keep you so busy and and moving forward and getting this stuff done? Yeah, yeah. So certainly, and so let me let me just back it up for a second, right? So right, Contravision is um, is my uh, full time day job, right? So I've been in the print industry for over 20 years. It's it's near and dear to my heart. One of the common threads that I've always had in my life is how do I help as many people as possible? And you know, that that certainly goes for my professional career too, but it was kind of the genesis of the Bar 40 uh, program, which started about five years ago. Um, and it, it all it all kind of ties together. But Bar 40, really a core component is how any of us can uh, reach peak potential and achieve our goals, speaking of goals, and really hit our targets and, and really make the most of every one of our days. And that's kind of a process. And that, that definitely is kind of a secret weapon to optimizing time and, and maximizing productivity without burning yourself out. Because any, anybody can pack their schedule full of stuff and just go a thousand miles an hour all day long, but that's not really a sustainable program that <laughs> that you're going to have a happy life doing, right? You could do that. You could do that very temporarily, it's, but it's not a lifestyle. That's like the, that's like, you know, the difference between working hard and hardly working. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a tremendous, so there's two ways to look at it, right? One, one is that, um, there's a spectrum and, and, one end of the spectrum is just wasting a lot of time constantly. And the other end of the spectrum is just um, being super busy every day, but not necessarily super productive. And probably the, the, uh, that elusive middle ground is having some clarity on what your real goals are and kind of living with intention and having a process to move, move towards those those priorities in life every day. And that that's kind of where the bar 40 methodology lives. Where did you come up with the name bar 40? What does that mean? What is that? <laughs> what is that in reference to? Oh man. Because it's, a 50, it's a 52 week program. So I, I know thought, like, maybe the 40 and the 52 is how does that all work together? It's so funny. Like I have this conversation so often that if I could go back in time, probably I would not name bar 40 bar 40 because it's the number one question that comes up so bar is bartos and 40 is when i started it at 40 so had i known bar 40 was going to really um gain so much momentum and really get out there and, and 
the way it has been, I would have chosen a name that was a little a little easier to understand, like even bar fifty two or or, <laughs> or something like that. But that, yeah, it's a, it's a combination of my my name and the year when I when I started it. That's bar forty. That makes sense. Okay, is it just? Do you think like fifty two weeks is that? is that a scary number to some people or is that like, is, or does that mean like, Hey, that's pretty instantaneous to you. Like in some ways, 52 weeks, it doesn't seem like very long, but in other ways, like that's, that's, that's an investment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a very common question. So there's, there's a couple different ways that, that you can look at it. Right. So there, and there is a method to the madness with regards to the, to the one year. So part of bar 40 is um, it's a 52 week program, and just to provide a, a broad overview, that is based on some fitness uh, goals, diet modifications, and setting three actual goals in your life. These three goals are personal to you. So every bar 40 journey is a kind of a self guided trip, but those three goals that you set are, for whatever reason, priorities that have not yet achieved in in your life. Uh, life gets in the way. So that 52 weeks, part of the part of the methodology is to give people enough runway to achieve those goals. And we know uh, just from understanding how habits are formed and habits are eliminated that one of the one of the main reasons that so many you know New Year's resolutions to get back to that New Year's resolutions fail is because you know, people try something in January and then by the end of January, it's, it's kind of over because they haven't really uh, set a habit. So habits take a while. They don't necessarily take a full 52 weeks to form, but trying to achieve these three priority goals that can take a while. So that one year runway um, really gives ample time to be able to achieve those goals. And the other way to, to kind of look at it too, is one way or the other, this year's going to go by, right? We we all know that. The year goes by very quick. So January of 2022, we may all be sitting here, God willing, and you either had a super productive year that uh, dialed up all these big components of your life, or you kind of made it another average year. One way or the other, the 12 months went by. So uh, it does go by very fast, though. I, I, I've talked to enough people who have done Bar 40, and the feedback is that they can't believe how fast it went. And it's kind of bittersweet that it's over because you really do get into that mindset of every of every week and almost every day because the Bar 40 book comes with this daily journal where you're kind of recording your daily successes, uh, what went right, what went wrong. Uh, there's a little bit of everything in there. But you, you kind of get into this track of this personal accountability every day that, that provides this structure and it's really in a in a world of uncertainty, especially of you know recent months. In a world where so much routine has been uh, out the window and structure has been removed, this is one thing that we can all control uh, every day to the best of our abilities. We have this this journal and stuff like that. So the the year does go by quick. Yeah, I almost would think that once once you're done with those 52 weeks you, you most of the people probably don't want to give up that journal and they continue to do it so it's, yeah it becomes part of their their life and their coping mechanisms and and who they are and totally that's and that's one of the kind of like the the fine print 
of uh, of Bar Forty. So the the tagline is best year ever, but the real kind of like secret of it is again getting back to the habits after 52 weeks if you do anything for 52 weeks whether it's positive or negative in your life you're going to keep doing it for the most part so at the end of that 52 weeks that ultimate year that you just experienced it doesn't just go away so this this new approach that we have to life after doing all these positive improvements and these different categories like mindset and fitness and health, it stays with you. So you don't just flip the switch and go back to your, go back to your evil ways of uh, you know, whatever, whatever it was that you're trying to modify in your own life. At the end of that year, you tend to stay on that same track because that's your new daily operating system. That's your new habit. So you do stick with it, which is really, really cool. When, when did you, Oh, you go. Scott. <laughs> when people don't, make it or drop out like, or, you know, I'm sure there's a ton of people that for them, it's, it becomes a six week program, right. Or seven week. And they can, I mean, what, what do you think is the biggest impediment to people succeeding like in your experience or people that can't make it work? What, what stops them? Yeah. So this is great question, Scott. So it's one of, it's one of the most common problems that we have with setting, let's just take any goal, right? It, it, whatever that, just pick one particular goal. Say it's losing 20 pounds or, or say it's running a, a 10K, whatever it is. Oftentimes we get so preoccupied with the, with the end result, with achieving that particular goal and we get focused on it. And if that, the bigger that goal is, oftentimes the more uh, insurmountable it can seem. So a weight January and weight loss is a very common thing. So let's just use that for an example. Say somebody wants to lose 25 pounds and this week they get on the scale and they see that they lost one pound or, or it's mid-January and they've lost only two pounds. And psychologically they say, I've only lost two pounds. I'm never going to get to that 25 pounds. So one of the, one of the keys to avoid that problem is to break to break these goals down into more manageable bite-sized chunks. So instead of looking at it as 25 pounds, um, break it down into five mini checkpoints of five pounds and to be able to um, make it more manageable in that sense. But to, to answer your question succinctly, so when people, perfection is the enemy of good, right? So for people that have a bad day or a bad week in this 52-week journey, the key there is to not throw in the towel and just a, a you know, abandon all hope. It's to recognize that each day really is uh, a fresh page of paper to to write the script on, and to just pick up where you where you left off. Uh, if you had if you had a a stumble, keep it up, keep going. Don't don't get hung up on that, and just keep progressing forward. Don't uh, don't abandon ship by one bad day. You know, you you've said the you know, having that journal, were you always a journaler? I mean, was that something you've, you've done since? Yeah. You know, I mean, in some ways it seems like a girly type. How dare you? My unicorn, my unicorn tire. <laughs> Mine's very manly. Mine's got uh diamond plate and leather on it. No, it's uh, I always, so I've been a big runner for over 20 years. I, I run all the time and I've always used a running journal because for me, I always, you know, analog, there's a million apps now back when I, back when I started there, there really wasn't. So it was kind of like a paper journal or 
or nothing really. You could have like a word document, but I've always had this running journal and I always found that psychologically uh, it was this capture device and this personal accountability device where at the end of each day where I would write my miles in there and at the end of each week and I'd have my annual goals for what I wanted to do for miles. But having that was um, so beneficial to me. And then I would be able to look back and, and I, I enjoy being able to track my progress and all that. So then that, that running journal kind of morphed into um, keeping a daily journal of, of what went right, what went wrong. And it's just to have that, that easy tool of self-analysis and reflection. And it's not necessarily like a dear diary, what a day, you know, that sort of thing. But you I mean, do whatever you want. It's your journal. But it's not for anybody else's eyes except for yours. And it's it really, to look back, you can gain so much insight into yourself by looking at this stuff. And a big part of the Bar 40 thing is uh, developing a relationship with your future self. Because we all have this, this tendency to want to mentally time travel, right? If we all say, oh, if I could only go back 20 years, or if I did this differently 10 years ago, or if only I could go back and all that stuff. We can't do that. We all, we all know that. But we can still satisfy that same urge to mentally time travel if we shift the time frame. So instead of looking backwards, put yourself in the position of yourself 10 years from now. So I'm, I'm 44. So I put myself in the position of when I'm 54 and say, what would I have done differently 10 years ago, which is me in present day? I know it's kind of like, say what? But if it's the same thing, you're still going back in time saying, what would I do differently? Except you're shifting the time frame where you still have the power to adjust that. So kind of like uh, Ebenezer Scrooge in the ghost of Christmas future, right? Yeah. You wake up and you realize I can still make all these changes in my life. It's not too late. And being able to do that and being able to use that journal of saying what went wrong a little bit and what do I want to do differently. And in the journal, there's actually a component where you write notes to your future self, right? So now in January, if I want to write something to myself in July, I can put, I can skip ahead six months and write that in there. And then there it is waiting for me when I, when I get there. So the journal is a combination of all the, all the best components of the journals that I've used over the years. I've, built it from the ground up to add all these components into one all-inclusive journal. So I, it's funny. So the Bar 40 book, there's half of it is everything that I've written in there about diet and habit and goals and mindset. And there's the other half of the book is the actual journal pages, one for every day. And I have, I have a lot of friends who are like, dude, I don't care about what you wrote. I just want the journal because the, the journal's worth the price of admission. You, you would have to buy like four journals to get the all-in-one journal that's in, in Bar 40, which is, which is funny because in 2021, there's now a second Bar 40 book, which is just the journal. It's, um, it's the 52-week ultimate year training journal. So that's, that's really for the people that bought the full Bar 40 book in the past. They don't need to buy the whole book again, but they want a refill of the journal pages, kind of like uh, if you remember the old daytimer days, right? Every year we get a, a refill of, for your younger audience, you're like, daytimer, what? But it used to be this like thing we would carry around and write in. And then at the end of the year, you get new pages for it. So uh, yeah, there is a strictly a bar 40 journal, which just has basically the journal pages, but it's a, it's a really effective tool. What well, personally, what do you look for? What are you thinking about? Like what is your uh, ghost of Christmas future, um, Eric, 
message back to yourself at 44? Like what, what kind of things are you projecting? What are your kind of personal goals to change and grow for you? Like, like I'm, it's remember that, um, that old, the hair club for men. I'm not yeah. just the president of the hair club for men. I want to apply it. You know, like give me, give us your hair club yeah. for men. Kind of perspective. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I'm, I'm like from, you know, bar 40, that 52 week thing. I'm per, I'm permanently in bar 40, which is, which is kind of wild. Well, and I'll, I'll answer that question in a second. Uh, so there's a 52 week sober challenge to bar 40, which this either people either head for the hills and are like, no way, I'm not giving up the booze. Or some people are really, really gravitate to that. But it's not, obviously nothing's mandatory. It's just one of these things that can help dial up your life if you so choose. But for me, like I, I did bar 40 years ago to, um, to do the whole thing and be kind of proof of concept. And that 52 weeks over challenge, you give up not not a drop, not a beer, not a glass of wine, nothing for 52 weeks. And then at the end of it, it's kind of like, well, I'm so now I'm constantly locked into bar 40, right? Because I'm constantly talking about it and talking with people. So I, I don't think I don't can't imagine when I'm going to be able to have another beer because I'm constantly in a situation where I'm living this bar 40 lifestyle. But my so uh, I'm always in bar 40. So I don't have the 52 week uh, schedule for uh like normally people would, but I do have annual goals. Obviously for me, one of them is always my running mileage. So last year, for instance, it was run the year. So my goal was to run 2020 miles in 2020, which, um, which, which I did. Um, it is one of, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing though. It's so addictive to set goals and to achieve them that you, I won't say you run out, but you do sort of, run out of the big, big ones. You know what I mean? Like I, I still want to work out three days a week. That's always a goal. Like I run seven days a week personally, but I want to do, uh, all the other stuff like the core workouts and body weight exercise, all that. I want to do that a few days a week. Um, I have goals related to bar 40. Uh, I, I would like to be, you know, have Eric, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead, Donna. So, so when you experience, when you accomplish one of these, these big goals is, is, is part of bar 40 celebrating that achievement of the goal. And if so, has it ever been to open up a beer and like, (laughs) 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 right, right, right. It's opening up. I probably have, I'm, I'm talking with polar about being sponsored because I drink polar seltzer uh, constantly, but there is, there is always, and this is, I just wrote, I just wrote about this. I write a, I write a column twice a month for a, a, a new site here in Pennsylvania. And the most recent one I wrote was about motivation because our motivation is such a big thing. So to answer your question about achieving the big wins, there's the daily achievement. And this is, this is such a, an important component to bar 40, because sometimes we get so hung up on the goal itself. like. Um, if we want to run a marathon and we do all this training for eight months or whatever, putting the miles in, putting the hours in, doing all this stuff to get to that, um, marathon day. And then you cross the finish line at 26.2 miles. That, that moment is an instant, right? But for eight months, we had a daily success or whatever it was, we were doing our training runs, we're doing all these things. So to get into that mindset of appreciating the daily successes, 
and and again, it's in the journal, daily successes, three of them, right? Because we're, we're all doing good things every day. Oftentimes we beat ourselves up saying, I wish I did this differently or it could have done this better. But capturing our daily successes is a constant source of motivation. We, you know, oftentimes we look to external motivators, like motivational speakers and all that stuff. And it's, it's great. They can kind of get you buzzed up in that, in the moment, but then you go back home and it's like, it's like junk food, right? You eat it and you know, you enjoy it for a second, but then in an instant later, it's gone. So having that internal motivation of having these daily small wins, which creates a desire to repeat that and replicate it. And it's a self perpetuating cycle, which is super, super powerful. So I don't, I don't, I don't celebrate necessarily a a big, a big win. Um, but I do recognize in the day, every day, like, wow, today, and that's kind of being present in the present, right? Today was awesome because of this. And it's not, it's not like this, fake it till you make it and i gotta get on there is no on or off it's just it's just my my mindset every day to really appreciate it for uh for what it can be and how do i just make today really really matter if that makes sense do it let's say there was a just someone up and coming yeah and they said to you eric in like 30 seconds Give me the core of, of how you did it. How did you, you know, get to where you are? What should I, as a human being, just the, the just the high points, you know, is there, are there just certain things? Is it journaling? Is it exercise? Like what, what would you say? Kid, this is the secret. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, um, I would boil it down to a little bit of a life by design because oftentimes things don't just happen. We have to at least have a broad idea of what we would like to see happen. And this is the future self part, right? So for anybody, um, and it's not, it's, it's one of these things, it's not as easy as we think, right? So if, if I were to say to you, Donna, what, what is your magic wand fantasy life look like in the year 2031? Right. You, I mean, you may not know off the top of your head, but if you take 10 minutes to, to grab a pen and a piece of paper, and this is what I would encourage anybody to do, write down four or five key components of what you would like your life to entail at that. And it doesn't have to be 10 years. It could be, could be five years or it could be, but it needs to be at some future horizon point. And oftentimes that simple exercise is something we haven't done in the past. Unfortunately, we, they don't teach this stuff in school. And I, you know, I have an 11 year old daughter and I, I kind of joke around with her teachers a lot. They, they have a great curriculum, every school, but this life planning and self-management, it ain't part of it. <laughs> so anyway, but, but having, having a little bit of a goal and then you have something to aim for, and then you can set these small goals that are in alignment with that heading in that direction. And then you break it down from there, understanding what needs to happen to get to where you want to be and then breaking it down into a little process for every one of those things. And the simpler, the better. It could be one thing. It could be, I want to be a, I want to be a veterinarian, whatever, whatever the case is, anything, the process is the same. Anything can be broken down into what steps need to happen in order to get there. And then you have something to shoot for. Again, you don't want to boil the ocean and look at this 
crazy goal and say, I'm never going to be able to do that because it's very discouraging. It has to be psychologically bite-sized in order to uh, have it be a, a, a motivating goal to ourselves. Do you have like normal slacker friends or, or do you just wind up like being not having all these people, losers. people around you? <laughs> I, I wonder if you're just around all these intense oriented people. Are, are there any George Costanzas like in your life? You know? <laughs> there's a, of course there. Um, I never talk to them anymore. <laughs> no, <there's a laughs> well, they do say you're the average, like look around of, of your five closest friends and you are the average of those five people. It's so true. And it's like my grandmother used to say, birds of a feather flock together. And again, my daughter would be like, it's like old people say that. I'm like, not even old people say that. My grandmother said that, but yeah. And you're like, shushy whippersnapper. Yeah, exactly. I got like, we become our parents, right? Over time. But there's a, uh, there's a lot of truth to that. You know, we, for, for better or for worse, the people that we closely associate with have a big influence on us, even if it's, even if it's sub- subconsciously. So I like to think that I try to, uh, if, if, I don't. I wouldn't call any of my friends slackers, but if anybody is is uh, drifting or starting to coast more than I I know that they should be, um, I'm always a resource to. And and certainly, you know, I I I have a tremendous amount of what I consider super bright uh, people in my life and my network that I'm always reaching out to and and picking their brain and and I think that's. Um, Getting back to LinkedIn, Donna, right? That's one of the greatest things about LinkedIn is that we're able to have access to our heroes in a lot of cases and reach out to them and and um, you know access them. <laughs> but no, I don't, I don't, I don't think I hang around with any any real dead wood at this point. You know that uh, that doesn't that doesn't really motivate me because I, I do believe that uh, if we surround ourselves with people that are kind of like minded, it's it's good for everybody. Now I just got to keep an eye on my daughter's friends. Yeah, <laughs> weed out that riffraff. But, but, if, you, but, if, but if, you, if you don't hang out with the dead wood, how did the dead wood become live wood? That's the interesting. That's the interesting paradox, right? Like, how do you? Yeah, you know, it's actually the people that are that are high functioning probably don't need to be around the bar forty people. It's probably the people that are lower functioning that if you put them in the right peer group would you know might like want to actually change their goal orientation, right? Or or the other fear would be that they bring the other four people down, right? But but in general, I think. It's like, it's like, you know, you take an average baseball player and you put them on a good team and they become, you know, they play up to the team. No doubt. No doubt. And I, you know, I do a lot of running coaching and I'll give you a good example. So, um, in the fire department, there's, there's always like young, young, they call them juniors when they're not even old enough to get in, into full-time firefighting stuff yet. If you're, you know, so these younger folks, they're, um, a lot of times, you know, like, like all young people, like, and that's another old old people saying young people, but when I, I'm talking like, uh, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, that, that really, that younger set. Right. So a lot of those, a lot of those folks are, are very open. Like, what should I do about this? Or I, I want to start eating better or working out more. And those, they're, so obviously they're not dead wood. I'm joking around, but those are people that are super open to ways to, uh, put tools in place in their life to be able to, really head in the right direction and kind of implement insurance policies in their own days to make sure that they don't, uh, that they make the most of, of their time. Right. Cause that's how we spent our time with a lowercase T like every day is ultimately how we spent our, our time with a capital T our time on, on planet earth. Right. So when we look back all these individual days, which 
you know, by themselves are somewhat inconsequential. You know, if I, if I work out today or if I don't work out today in, in and of itself, it doesn't really matter. But in the big picture, all these days of working out or not working out, they do pay big dividends, like, like compounding. So it's that mindset of how do I get in the habit of just making the slightly more difficult, but better choice every day, right? Where, where it's not even a decision anymore. It's not, am I going to go to McDonald's or am I not going to go to, Mc, not picking on McDonald's, but you know, am I going to eat right or am I going to eat junk? Eventually, again, the habits, if you just keep doing the same good patterns, they kind of become your default uh, operating system. That no, makes I'm, sense. I'm, I'm doing a, a search because I remembered this quote as you're talking. It was from Lance Armstrong, which, who oh, I know he was really, you know, he's, he's had some bad times, but <laughs> he, he wrote this. He, he said this, he said, time is limited. So I better wake up every morning fresh and know that I have just one chance to live this particular day right and to string my days together into a life of action and purpose. Absolutely. And, and when you were saying that, that quote just hit me. And, and I think that's that, that right there is in some ways that, 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 that line, it's the people who every day get up they have a goal, they're going to accomplish it, and they're not just going to sit, watch TV, and dr- eat Doritos, <laughs> right? Right, I, I, right, right. You know, it's really making their time, you know, worth it. And I know everyone has issues and everyone's fighting battles. And, and there's times when you, you have to sit on the, on, you know, on the sofa and eat those Doritos. But ultimately, it's recognizing that each day strings together and you've got to eventually take control. Yeah. You know, there's a, 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 in the bar 40 book summer, there's a quote, but you know, I wrote basically we are, we are all the author of our own life story. Right. And every day we wake up and it's a, it's a fresh page in that book where we write the script of what's happening in that book. We, we can't, we can't necessarily control the pages that came before, but the rest of the book is all blank pages and history is not destiny. Right, just because we've been doing something up until today, doesn't mean we have to continue in that same pattern. We we always get these fresh starts, and that's that is another a very common um, kind of misconception that people have. Like, well, it's always been this way, so it's gonna we we can break out of. It's not easy, yeah. right? We need we need escape yeah. velocity, mental escape velocity, to get away from the gravitational pull of our old yeah. habits that that continue. The, the, the human brain loves efficiency and habits. It wants to keep doing what it always does. That's, that's why we don't necessarily think about brushing our teeth. We're not thinking upper right, lower right, upper left, lower. You know, we just do it, right? It's, and we get in, sometimes we can drive to Target and 20 minutes later, we're there. We don't remember one thing we saw. We're on, we're on cruise control. The subconscious is, is, wants just to take control and do what it knows needs to be done. And that will that will definitely be the case for for whatever habits we have. Um, it's kind of an it's kind of an illusion that we think we're in control every day because something like seventy eight percent of decisions, some weird statistic, happens subconsciously. We're not even we're not even really in the driver's seat. We're we're like the CEO of our of our own companies, you know, but. In our in our bodies every day, we've got like ten thousand employees, right? And they're all in different departments doing what they 
<laughs> doing what they think needs to be done, but it's not always in alignment with the with the CEO's ultimate vision for the company, right? Like think of any think of any big business. There's all sorts of things going on where the CEO he doesn't need to know all the details, but I in a perfectly run company, everything's kind of happening in the right direction, but that's not the way it goes for ourselves sometimes, right? We may say consciously, I'm going to I'm going to start exercising a lot, but meanwhile, <laughs> we find ourselves on the couch watching uh, yeah. Queen's Gambit, you know, for four hours or whatever the whatever the case is. Pick your example. So we, it's hard work. It's hard work to to execute on our ideals at first, but once we start doing them, it, it gets easier. Well, I you know I, I keep thinking authority. You know that's what we that's what we're aiming for is authority, and it's really being the author of your life story. Authority. So I, I love that. I think I love the idea of us, of all of us having that power to be empowered, to decide how our life is going to go. And we, and we, we can take that control. I yeah. That. It's, 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 it's such a powerful mentality. You know, it's so easy to, for all of us to look at, you know, someone we see as successful or having achieved these different things and, and say like, they're so, they're so lucky or they're so fortunate or, but you know, the, the opposite side of thinking is why not, why not me? You know, whoever is achieving something, I, you know, we all have the same, you know, let me, let me back that up. Some, there's obviously sometimes there's limitations that we may have uh, for whatever, whatever reason, but all things being equal, oftentimes it's the simple act of taking those first steps towards that goal. But uh, to get back to that initial point, if we don't, if we don't have something in mind that we're actually shooting for, then it makes it very difficult to, to ever get there. Right. We've got to first have some sort of vision. And this isn't like the conversation we had in high school with some guidance counselor where they're like, what are you going to be when you grow up? And it's like, I don't know. Like, ah! We don't need, we don't need to, you know, definitively lay out the rest of our life, but we've got to ideally have at least a little bit of a concept and and here's one for you, right? Passion is the genesis of genius. We all have something that we like doing and that we enjoy it. And the things that we like doing and enjoying and that really motivate us every day, those are the things we're going to spend the most time doing. Whatever we spend the most time doing is what we get good at. So if we can figure out a way to parlay that into what we want to do with a lot of our you know, career or, or how we spend our time and my passion happens to be trying to help other people live their best lives ever, which was the origin of, of Bar 40. I, I could do that to a limited extent with my professional career in the printing industry or with the fire department or with, with the Big Brothers and things like that. But the way I can really get the loudest megaphone on the mountaintop is to create my own entity, which is Bar 40, and get the word out there and use the platforms and reach the most people possible. It was never, I'm, I'm not financially motivated by this. It was always just, how do I reach the most people to help the most people possible? And if my success to me is, is measured by how many people can help uh, improve their lives through Bar 40. And those people who are listening today, if they wanted to get the book and, and start that, that 52 week course, how, how do they do that? Yeah, so bar40.org would be the would be the best place to go. That's there's a link to the book. The books are available on Amazon and Walmart and Barnes and Noble and I think kind of wherever books are sold at this point. Um and there's 
all the social media links are on bar40.org too. Follow uh, Bar40 on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook. And <laughs> I, I don't handle this. <laughs> I, I truly am like an old person in this, in this sense. I'm on LinkedIn pretty actively, but the other stuff, uh, someone else in Bar40 manages... Uh, uh, Brandon Weiss manages all that stuff for the social media, but we're, I know we're there. We're a uh, MySpace. <laughs> Just kidding about the MySpace. I know MySpace is uh Friendster. <laughs> Friendster. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever, uh, 1990 circus social media. It can dial up to a BBS. It's, we're, we're everywhere. Yeah. AOL.com. But it's, um, it's a great site to visit. I, I put some videos out there. Um, you can join Join the Bar 40 mailing list and get uh, stay current on whatever newsletters are coming out. And lot, you know, everything everything around Bar 40 is oriented towards easy tools that anyone can implement in their own life to just uh, slight improvement. Right? It's all about slight improvement every day, which over time pays huge, huge dividends. And it's not a lot. That's that's what makes Bar 40 different than a lot of the. Uh, programs that are out there. First of all, it's kind of a 360 life approach, but a lot of things it's these, it sounds great, but it's just not, it's not sustainable for the long haul and people, it does nobody any good. If, if anything, it can be, it can be really demotivating when people try something and it doesn't work. And then it's like, well, fail. And that's not, that's not what we're going for here with bar 40. It's just slight improvements every day. And I, and I love hearing the success stories of people that have, gone down that journey and and come out the other side or like whoa game changed you know what i mean well that's that's what we all want little 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 improvements to something huge yeah yeah that's it that's it easy simple but not easy but it's uh in theory it, we can all we can all make little changes uh starting immediately in our life and and the differences are what motivates everyone. You start seeing these little improvements. It's like, man, this is actually something's happening here. I can keep doing this. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's all good. Check out bar40.org. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Take care. Yeah, thank you both. Great being on. Excellent. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Dream Big with Big Dreamers. If you like the show, please do us a favor. Go into iTunes and write a review and give us a rating or share it with a friend via social media or email if you think they'd benefit from these conversations. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time. Until then, keep dreaming big.